you kind of have to marry that with what's best for the client because what you may like and what is best for the client's brand may not be the same thing. Welcome to the podcast where marketing gets personal. Broadcasting from Macklin, we'll be covering everything about our field from the totally topical to the utterly off topic. Let's see where it takes us this week on B2Me. Hey everybody, it's Brian, the creative director here at Macklin, and I'm sitting down with Aaron Byrne, who's our senior art director here at Macklin. And today on B2Me, we're going to be chatting all things branding, um, which I feel like is kind of poignant since we just went to the brand new conference a couple weeks ago. But uh, to start things off, I think it'd be great to give anybody that's not in the know and just establish what a brand is. So Aaron, how would you define a brand? Yeah, so I feel like the brand is kind of like the whole picture. And I think kind of something that we talk about a lot is that a lot of people think a brand is like, it's the color, it's the logo, it's just how you kind of look and sound, but it's a lot bigger than that. And um, it's really the way that you're perceived out in the public. So I think it can help with building trust and credibility because, you know, if you don't know who you are, what you want to say as a client, then people aren't really going to, consumers aren't really going to trust in your product or service. So I think it's really important to kind of get that out there and have a nice cohesive big picture of your company. Yeah, absolutely. I think to your point, a strong brand is is definitely built upon awareness, basically getting the name out there. From there, I think, you know, building brand loyalty, getting people to choose your brand over another in the in the similar space and then building that brand equity. So the perception, the reputation and the value that the public kind of sees within your brand. So with all that in mind, let's talk about how we start building a brand. So what would you say that process kind of looks like for you? So I think the most important beginning of the brand process is really getting with your client and learning as much as you can about the company, the product, the service that you're going to be building a brand for. So at the beginning of the brand building process, we get with the client and we do what we call discovery with them, where we pretty much learn as much as we can. And um, we kind of take all that research and those insights and we, we kind of take that internally and start working on what the big idea or picture can be. And that's kind of my favorite part because there's been so many, you know, discovery meetings that I've been in that Maybe I was thinking we should take the brand in one direction, but then the client says something and I'm like, oh, it springs an idea. So I think it's super, super important that everyone's on the same page because it makes the whole process go a lot smoother. Yeah, definitely. I think that discovery session really can make or break a project. You know, I think for us as designers and and branding specialists, it really does help kind of set the stage where we can have the client in their own words talking about their history as a company or, or person, their goals, their audience, and if they have any initial vision for their brand. From there, we can begin visual exploration and establishing brand voice. These two pieces will end up working together to create a holistic brand concept. And then kind of, as Aaron touched on a little bit, after we go through these rounds of feedback and collaboration with the client, when we land on that finalized concept and we're ready to to put it out into the world, we build out guidelines uh, or a toolkit that they can then apply to any materials that they might create in the future uh, so that there's a consistent tone of voice and look and feel for years to come. 
So we touched on it a little bit, talking about the collaboration aspect with clients, but let's dive into that a little bit deeper. How do we find out what our clients want and incorporate their desires with our vision as designers? I think with that, it's just really important to have that open conversation from the beginning to sort of establish that trust because, you know, they know their company or their product better than anyone, but they hired us because we're the experts. So I think it's just kind of getting on that same page where it's, you know, we sit with them and we say, we hear you, but however, this is kind of what we recommend. And just, just building that from the beginning, I think makes everything go a lot smoother. And then, you know, I found out if you listen to what the client has to say and then can kind of explain the thought process behind why you made the decisions you made in your, you know, design choices or your voice, um, that it's much easier to get that buy-in from clients. So I think it's, it's really just making them feel like they're heard and, and building that trust and kind of working collaboratively with them. Yeah, I'm a big fan of treating the agency and client relationship as more of a collaboration than being purely transactional. Despite any preconceived notions that we might have going into a project with a client, ultimately they know their brand better than we do. And so that's where we as consultants can come in with a fresh perspective, uh, mated to their historical knowledge and make those creative decisions that we all believe are, are in their best interest. I'd also like to say it's it's kind of an inside joke in the creative community that clients are the ones that ruin brands. But I think, you know, that's more of a reflection on the process than the people that we're working with. You know, if you're working alongside your client in a truly collaborative way and you're educating them on the why and not just showing the what, you generally end up with a better end product and everyone having a more positive experience working together. Absolutely. So we'll go and talk about feedback now, since that's such a, a crucial part of, of our working relationship with our clients. Let's talk about a time where you built something from scratch and then, you know, whether it was through feedback or through your own process, you found out it wasn't going to work. Uh, how did you pivot? I think, you know, in the industry that we live in, it always helps to be able to think on our feet. So I'd love to hear about your process there. Sure. Yeah. Two brands kind of come to mind when I think about it. And they're two of the brands that I did earlier in my career. Um, so kind of kind of the first ones I ever did. And I think when you're, you know, a younger designer or anyone really, when you're designing something that you um, are passionate about, sometimes it can get easy to think about like what you really like, what looks good to you, what what design trends you want to use. And you kind of have to marry that with what's best for the client, because what you may like and what is best for the client's brand may not be the same thing. Um, so there's been a couple of times, especially I feel like earlier in my career where, you know, we were working and we were really excited about something, but then when we presented it, it was maybe not exactly what the client had wanted. It didn't really give them a nice full toolkit to use that could be replicated across multiple platforms. And I think the great part of how we work at Macklin is that there's never just one you know, visual identity, one concept that we're working on. We have multiple things that we've been working on in this process. So a lot of times it's good to kind of have those in your back pocket to say, okay, well, you may not like how this direction is going, but what about this direction? And then that kind of opens that collaboration up a little bit more. But I think just being able to to have other explorations and not just get so stuck in your one vision that you you have blinders on, I think is really, really important. Yeah, I think it's for us as creatives, it can be really 
difficult to kind of uncouple from your own personal thoughts and opinions and taste and be able to separate that from what the client is asking. And I feel like that's where having a really great brief comes in because that's something that you can always go back to and check against is, you know, am I being precious with my design or am I doing what's best for the client? So I think those are all great points. Yeah, and I think that that reminds me of a, when we were at the brand new conference, I think that was one of the presentations is that I, th- I believe the presenter phrased it as like, don't be afraid to kill your darlings and really don't because it doesn't mean your work's bad. It could be something that you enjoyed making that was really great. But if it doesn't cater to the client's needs, then you got to kind of rethink and not take it too personally. Totally. So we're done with the brand. We've gone through the rounds of feedback, the discovery, the, the editing, um, the fine tuning and whatnot. So it's it's finally time to launch the brand. Let's talk about any tips that we have for what that launch might look like. You know, how do we prepare for that? Are there any kind of operations to follow? And, and how do you like to work? Sure. I think that there are definitely in order of operations. And it's kind of, it's different for each client. I think that's something that you kind of have to think about um, how, how you want to release that and that the launch should really embody the brand that you've built. So I feel like a lot of times here we kind of do a lot of launches digitally or on social media first as a way to kind of tease that voice, tease that new visual identity, um, kind of tease what the narrative is going to be. Um, and then we continue to push out different pieces of that new brand identity. And in terms of how the brand is perceived once it's out there, it gets a little tricky because obviously we can't completely control everything once once it's kicked out. But I think, you know, if you know your audience, you've done your research and you're proud of what you've created, then most of the time the audience will respond positively to that. Totally. Like you said, once it it kind of leaves our hands and, and goes out in the world, that's where it really starts relying on the client to uphold the values, style, voice, et cetera, that we've established during this development process so that they can maintain consistency. In my experience, this is where brands either fly or they flop. Of course, you know, we hope once a branding task is completed that we'll maintain the working relationship with the client to help them create assets moving forward, but this isn't always the case. So just how we started off with a discovery call to get the whole process started, we will kind of end with a onboarding or a handoff call with the client to kick the brand launch off. So that way we can go over the brand guidelines with them, kind of explain what each part of the brand toolkit or brand guideline does to ensure that their brand is successful going forward. And that way we can open it up so that, you know, in the future, if they have any questions, that there's always that open dialogue of they can always come back to us and and ask for any clarification or anything as it pertains to the brand that we've put together for them. So just to wrap things up here, I think it'd be great to kind of freestyle and talk about any do's or don'ts, advice, funny stories that you've learned along the way during your career as it pertains to branding. Yeah, I've kind of touched on it a bit, but I've been lucky at Macklin to work on a wide variety of brands. I think that's one of our strengths is that we really do work on all different types of brands and all different, you know, types of fields. And it makes us really nimble and be able to move between those those difficult jobs. But I think the most important takeaway kind of that we mentioned earlier is that 
you just really need to build that trust um, with your client so that you can build a brand that your consumers also trust. Because I think if, you know, if you're not on the same page and it's a rocky relationship from the beginning, that's going to come out in the work that you put out there. So really just just being on the same page and, and establishing that trust with the clients so that they can trust us to be the experts and to put out the best work possible for them and for their brand. That's such a great point. I feel like that working relationship really is like a make or break. And I feel like that's something that we do really great here at Macklin. There are three pieces of that process that I feel like are super important that not a lot of people talk about. One which we we talked about at the beginning was having a discovery kickoff with all of the relevant stakeholders. Just to recap, this is where we get that download from the client directly of any historical knowledge that they have on their brand. We learn about their goals and their vision for their brand. Why are they pursuing this project with us? And we're able to give them the kind of 30,000 foot view of what the branding process will be. When you start in alignment with the client, it kind of saves on the struggle on both sides of having to realign further down the line. The second one would be providing multiple concepts. I've seen a lot in my career where consultancies or agencies will just provide one concept, and I feel like this is where a lot of branding projects become dead on arrival. If you aren't pitching multiple directions to your clients, you're doing them a huge disservice by not engaging them in the process of creation. I would also caveat this with never pitching something that you wouldn't be happy with, that you wouldn't be happy with seeing out in the world, because in my experience, inevitably, that will be the concept that they pick just by being incredibly unlucky on our end. And then lastly, I kind of touched on it. Don't just hand off the logo files and brand guidelines and and walk off into the sunset. Take the time to meet with the client, brief them on the guidelines, explain to them how to use the various versions of the logo, the difference between print and web files, etc. You know, they hired you not only because of the quality of your work, but also because of your knowledge as a creative with branding experience and any opportunity to educate the client is a huge win in the relationship building column and ensures the brand success in the future. So that's all we have for today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Be sure to follow B2Me wherever you get your podcasts. And for all things marketing, follow Macklin on social media. See you next time on B2Me.